This is In So Many Words, the podcast, episode 42 for the week of March 26, 2023. Well, well, what's up, everybody? Uh, welcome to another episode of In So Many Words, the podcast, where we talk about life, the universe, and everything else. In so many words. I am... Coleman, aka Chrono Lucas. Uh, over here we have Stephanie, aka Stephanie Rose. And to my right we have Jessica. Sweet Maui, bringing yeah. the sweet sass to this podcast. Come on, it's been a couple of years, but you should remember. Yeah, I just didn't know if he would still be saying it or not. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, man. Uh, Yeah, it's been a while. It's been about seven years, give or take, since we've uh, done this. Uh, But we decided that we're going to bring it back. Redux, as you will. Uh, But yeah, what's been going on, Stephanie? Well, you know me. Um, I'm still over here in the uh, desert as a lioness should be, soaking up the sun. I have a few big changes, like I am married now, I drive a minivan, and I have a fourth child, who is almost two. (laughs) Um, Oh, boy. That's a lot to happen. A little one uh, might make an appearance on the podcast over the next, you know, few recording sessions um so you know we've had to rearrange this uh it's a it's nine what time is it right now uh 9 49 p.m and this is the time that we could all get together and uh it's a work night so this means a lot uh jessica (laughs) you want to give your update yeah so first of all i want to say that this is past my bedtime so sorry if i don't Mm -hmm. give my maximum energy but i'm trying with my old-fashioned thanks stephanie introduced me to the good old old old-fashioned um but major update i ended up moving to the west coast too west coast is the best coast and i'm in washington um not technically single actually engaged and you know no kids Still driving the same car, still working at that same goddamn job. Hopefully it will change. But, (laughs) you know, I'm just so excited we were able to get back together. I've missed doing this. It's same. It makes my heart heart happy. But, yeah, so the the biggest change for me is that I moved to the West Coast. I'm in Washington. It rains. And like you said, a lion needs her son. But (laughs) I will tell you this. It does not rain as much as I thought it was going to. Like, we've had sun for a couple of days now, and it's been nice. And the rain is nice, too. But, yeah, that's my biggest change. How about you, Coleman? Mm. Coleman, last time we talked to you, you were engaged. You were. Yeah, well, I'm not still engaged, but I am engaged. So, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure our listeners are going to be curious to hear more about that. 
nothing hey nothing happened to me in the past seven years at all you know i'm still the same uh but anyway uh jessica <laughs> do you want to help us jump into our first topic <laughs> yeah but i first want to say ignore the faces that i make as i drink this because goddamn this is strong lord stephanie you know <laughs> you know your drinks um so so let me to, to give everyone an idea jessica is drinking on the rocks it's sold at target it comes in a glass bottle and they make a lot of classic cocktails this is by far one of my favorite things to drink because it's cost efficient it has 70 proof 35 percent alcohol in case on the rocks ever wants to sponsor us i will blow your shit up all over this is my favorite thing what is it like it's like 12 dollars or something and I mean, you could easily get three. I mean, you're getting pretty turned off of that off of that bottle. I don't even recommend drinking it all in one session. But anyway. Oh shit. I'm gonna try not to. You know, maybe not, I will. Not, it's gonna I don't be work a fun night. show. <laughs> oh, I already set my alarm. God help me. Okay, but anyways, let's hold on, let me get my little fun pen to do me feel professional. All right. So since we've been gone seven years i figured it would be fun for us to like give a little recap and our, and give our thoughts on what we've missed and like the hottest topics that happened throughout these last seven years that we did not get a chance to speak on so how i want this to roll is i'm gonna name something that happened and then we'll give our thoughts really quickly because i have nine of them i know a lot more happened but these were the nine that stuck out to me so are you guys ready yeah. Yeah. Ready. All right. So the first, the first one is Toys R Us. The store is closed. You can't go to Toys R Us anymore. What are you guys' thoughts? Stephanie, go ahead. This one I feel is uh, is devastating to uh, the next generations of children who won't be able to experience what it's like going to an actual toy store, not the. Uh, big box convenience store. I know Toys R Us is kind of big box, but like it's not Walmart or Target. They don't sell groceries there. It's all toys. The only thing they have is toys. Mm-hmm. So I feel like our kids are going to miss out on a on an important piece of our childhood. Common. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I kind of feel the same way. I mean, to sum it up, it's just like, dang, like niggas don't even play with toys anymore. Like Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm wondering who the hell messed up Toys R Us so that it can close down. Like, what? I guess it's the kids aren't playing with toys. But Stephanie, you have kids. Do they play with toys? They do. I feel like there was an accounting issue going on there. <laughs> Something wasn't right with their books. I, I don't. I don't yeah. think. I mean, I know they're a little overpriced, but kids definitely still play with toys. Um, <laughs> I mean. I could show my camera around phones. my living room right now. It's full full of toys. Uh, but yeah, I think it was more than that. Yeah, it's a conspiracy. Look, put your conspiracies on, Coleman. <laughs> Why did Toys R Us close down? All right, so the next one that was really big, really, really, really big, the Me Too movement. And I'm going to go to Coleman first because I know you feel a certain type of way when it comes to the women. What are your thoughts on the Me Too movement? <laughs> Uh, I mean, as a wise man once said, uh, you know, I'm for believing women, but like all of them, like, 
every single one? Like, come on. What does that mean? Like, if a woman says something happened, it's just like, yeah, you should believe her. But, like, just as the way they were saying, talking about it back then, like, oh, believe all women. Like, every single woman that comes forward with an allegation is just like, well, you know, there, there is a process to this, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think um, all right. one woman or a couple of women coming forward made it safe and comfortable for other women to come forward and it's a it's more than just a because the me too was was about like basically rape and stuff like that you know right or like just inappropriate shit with men and yeah women, yeah so. yeah but it, it it got it started getting weird when it was just like somebody went out and had like a bad date and then they tried to turn it into like a fucking scandal it's just like come on like it's just like like it started to get weird towards the end. I mean, is like it somebody not was jerking that... off in front of women, and and they got and, and it's like you shouldn't jerk off like you know you randomly shouldn't. like you shouldn't do that. But it's just like they you know it's, it, it, he didn't break a law. There's like a lot of people. Um, hmm. <laughs> There's a lot of people in this world. I think it's possible that we all experience some of the same shit and go, "Me too." <laughs> That shit yes. happened to me too. <laughs> yep. All right. I I'm leaning more towards Stephanie just because it does happen to women and men as well, and the higher ups, meaning like your boss and or whatnot, or a family member may try to throw their superiority on women, and it makes you you know uncomfortable. You should not be making anybody you work with or anybody you know uncomfortable. All right. So next one. Juicy Smollett, not Dave Chappelle. Just see Smollett. I don't know. He staged his own racial attack in Chicago while it was like negative fifty degrees. He said like two Caucasian men threw a noose over his neck. It was like go back to Chicago. You F A N, which stands for. Oh, we brought up the F A N. Stephanie, how do you feel about that? Um, well, you know, I, I totally forgot that this happened, um, but I feel like it piggybacks greatly off of the Me Too movement because, you know, I feel like more recently we've just had a lot more like racial issues in America in general. And it's like, it's unfortunate though. Like, I feel like we're starting to make progress to, to get everybody aligned and then to, to take something like that and, and basically frame it as something it's not is just like kind of unfortunate and it i think it keeps us more separated as a as a humankind but coleman <laughs> uh like i don't know i just thought the whole situation was stupid um and it just kind of was showing like i mean it probably started like a long time ago but it kind of just showed like man like that's how far somebody would go for you know fame and notoriety they were like clout clout is Mm -hmm. a good way to put it uh but no like the thing that stood out to me that he said he was like oh i'm gonna be the gay tupac or something like that and it's just like he got these people in in these already good like it's like you're doing all right and they're just like no but like i want to be on the front cover and like i want them to look at me and be like he was brave like he stood up but they don't do any of the actual work so it's like if you want to be the next Martin Luther King or Malcolm X or Mahatma Gandhi, like those 
niggas like knew that they were gonna die. They're they like you know like if you ever read anything about them like there's like oh no they're gonna kill me for this shit like even all the way back to Jesus Christ if you believe in that it's just like even he knew like no they're gonna kill me for this shit but like that's what made them legendary but you out here like faking mm -hmm. subway sandwiches attacks and stuff like that you know like you said so sad. Mm -hmm. I just want to tell Juicy that I am not happy with you because, first of all, you made the black community look bad. You made the gay community look bad. And you made me fight with friends. Like, when this came out, I was debating with my non-black friends saying, no, that happened to him. Shameless plug. If you go on Sweet Maui YouTube channel, you will see an, where I recorded a mukbang and I was eating and I was talking about how I was I lost a friend because of this. And then it turns out that he was faking it. So shame on you. And I think he should have went to prison or jail, whatever, and served out his full sentence. He did not have to stay in jail. He like stayed there for a couple of days and got out. That's not fair. Juicy. Wait, wait, let me, I want to add, I want to add more, one more thing to my point. When he did get sentenced to like the three months or whatever, mm -hmm. that nigga had a whole fucking <laughs> breakdown. He was like, I can't fucking do it. And I'm just like, you ain't no fucking hero. Like, you know how many He's days not, Martin oh Luther King God. spent in jail? He was like, he was like, I can't. He broke down and cried and everything like that. So fuck that nigga. Juicy, you're not hit list. Okay, next one. Corona and the lockdown. Who wants to go first? How? What are your thoughts on oh. that? Oh, oh, I was thinking of the not beer. The drink. <laughs> <laughs> not, not the drink. The lockdown. Corona. I don't want to say the full word. I was like, Corona did take a hit during the during the pandemic because of the name of of the beer. People didn't want to drink it. <laughs> oh my but, god! But how was the lockdown? How was the lockdown for you guys? Oh my god, it was fucking awful. Do you know what it's like to be stuck in the house with like three kids and like I wasn't pregnant yet, but like trying to do homeschooling and trying to work from home and like. Um, like can't even go to the grocery store but there was like another part of that was like cool as fuck like do you know how awesome it was to live through like just going outside and nobody's out there like like it felt like walking dead like a like it just was like or going it was kind of crazy though like scary going to the store and like yeah. There's no toilet paper. There's no, there's like a, there's no milk and bread and pasta. You're allowed to only get one like that. It's just like so yeah. cool that we get to like, you know, share that with our grandkids and shit one day. I lived through the pandemic. Mm -hmm. That shit makes me feel kind of old though. Like, damn, we had a big ass thing happen during our lives. Like, yeah, I mean. Can I go? Mm -hmm. Yeah, go. Uh, no, I, I, I would just say uh, I, I mostly agree with Stephanie. But to me, upon reflection, it was just like, man, I was probably like the one time that like everybody in the world like had the same problem. Yeah. Like, you know, like most of the, like most yeah. like most of the time, like if you hear about somebody, you know, like, oh, there was a tornado in Florida and you're all the way on the other side of the country. It's just like, I don't give a shit about that. <laughs> you know, like. Like of course you're empathetic. Doesn't directly like, affect this, you. This this was the one time like you go in fucking Walmart and everybody's wearing a fucking mask and like if somebody coughs everybody was just like what the fuck they just, they just cough you can't do that you can't yeah. do that here. 
I was telling my kids, you can't sneeze out here. Like, stop. They're all looking at us. Fucking, you fucking stand in the line at Target. I'm looking at people like, hey, man, six feet. Six fucking feet. Like, get the fuck away from me. Like, so many bottles of sanitizer in so many places. Gloves. Like, what a what a crazy experience. I was one of the crazy people. I was wiping down every single piece of mail, every single thing I bought at the store. I was honestly terrified. I remember the day they told us that we were going to like work from home. I was in my bath and I was at my job crying in the bathroom. One of my coworkers saying, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. It was not okay. (laughs) And I do not feel embarrassed to say that I was one of those crazy people who are just like, any type of mail, leave it outside in the sun. And then when it comes in, we're going to take the rubbing alcohol, 90% proof, because you know, you got to kill all the germs and spray everything down. So I have no shame in saying that, but that that was a crazy time. And RIP to all the people. You feel like you either got, (laughs) a lot of people either got pregnant or got divorced. And it brought, yeah, I have one. Um, But it truly brought like, an awareness of, of how on autopilot we all were, you know, because uh-huh. uh-huh. we had to stop. We had to stop. And then, like, I feel like mental health shit just spiked during that time. Mm-hmm. All right. So here's a little fun topic. You guys may have forgotten this, but the Donald Trump supporters stormed the Capitol. <sighs> what were you guys' thoughts on that? Whoever wants to go first, go for it. Man, I just feel like, you know, I'm white. So I I I have that feeling of like I want to apologize on behalf of my people, but like I don't really associate with them. And you know, if this would have been the other way around, it would have not gone over the same way. So there's a clear yeah. injustice here and like how does like, how do they get away with all of this shit? Like, even today, this man can still run for president again. Like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> I don't have a lot of faith in our system, honestly. Nope. Go ahead, Coleman. Coleman. Um, in, re- in regards to that, I just, I mean, like, as it was happening, like, I couldn't believe it. I mean, it especially, like, on the heels of the pandemic, it just had me feel like I was just watching, like, what the fuck is going on right now? Like, why? <laughs> like, doesn't anybody care? Like, don't we have any standards anymore? But uh, the last thing I'll say about it uh, is uh, I'm not somebody that necessarily believes in white privilege. But in regards to, like, what you said really? about, like, how... No, no, I, I don't. I mean, not... It's just... A good, to- what, a good topic I, for another day, because I believe yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... <laughs> But if if there was somebody that did have white privilege, it's definitely Donald Trump because it's just it's. Do you think Barack Obama could do even half of the things, even one of the things that Trump did? He couldn't even wear a tan suit. Couldn't even wear a tan <laughs> that suit. That is true. That is true. Well, as a, I was watching it as it happened, so we're all very big in into politics and whatnot. So I was watching. What was that? Is that the inaugur- no, that's when they were like counting the votes. And I just saw people on on the news. Well, first of all, I, they were in Congress. And I was watching that. And then they were like, oh, we got to go away. And I was just like, what's happening? Why are they leaving? Then I just saw they cut to another camera. You just see people walking in. And I just started laughing. Like, I know it was a serious event. Like, that was, you know, bad. 
But it was funny because it's just like you guys broke into the Capitol and all y'all did was just that. You didn't do yeah. more. Like most of the people, I know there were some who were bad. They had bad intentions. But a lot of them, they were literally just going around just taking pictures and looking like, oh, my gosh, we're inside here. So that was funny to me. I still don't like Trump. I do not like Trump. If you listen to previous podcasts, none of us like Trump. But I really don't like him. So that's my <laughs> thoughts on that. <laughs> I don't. Okay, next one. <laughs> Kanye West speaks out against the Jewish community. Oh. Is, is he speaking the truth? Uh, I'll take this one. Um, he is yet another example of, you know, how important it is to have like people that care about you in your life, like really care about you, like people that is stand up. Because if he had anybody in his life that like, like really cared about him, like they would not let him be out here the way that he was saying some shit like that. <laughs> yeah, like just or or just how he carried himself in general. You know, over the, like just over the past couple of years, like it's just. So I mean, like I mean, obviously the stuff he said was like bad, or you know, I mean, you could talk about you know whether or not the Jews control Hollywood, but that is another conversation. Mm-hmm. That we will not get into tonight I'm because it down. we're not trying to get canceled. I know it's our first episode <laughs> back, Lord After Jesus. After seven years, uh, <laughs> but yeah, those are my thoughts. Like, you really need to have somebody uh, that cares about you in your corner to just to stop you from fucking up. <laughs> I feel like this is a good example of like the um, power that people who are famous have, and how they can have a major impact on the younger generation that's watching them because they're so uninformed and uneducated that, you know, the younger generation is just that follow him. They're like sheep, you know, it's like the, it's like the Trump followers where they're just like go with anything that he says and believe it. And it's like really um, harmful to those people, like to Jewish people. Um, in the same way that if it was any any other kind of race, um, just to stereotype them and shit like that. So uh, it's it's hard. It's hard to change the minds, the young minds who are just like, this is my idol and I believe everything that they do and say. Yeah. That's all. I'll agree with I'll agree. I agree with both of you guys. And honestly, I I loved Kanye. I mean, I still do love his music. But after I saw him shucking and jiving with that cap on, looking like you know what, in front of Trump, anything he says regarding politics or what matters to the average person, I, I know he can't relate. He's like gone. He's gone into a whole new world. And they people could say it's because of what his his mother leaving, but I don't believe that. I believe he's just crazy. All right. So this is a little more political. Russia invaded Ukraine. Thoughts. Don't care. Don't care. Oof. That's Ouch. harsh. That's harsh. Damn. That Why is don't harsh. you care? Why don't you care? Not my country. Not my. I mean, problem. I guess it doesn't. It doesn't have anything to do with us. I guess. But I said like, my piece. <laughs> the human part in me just feels empathy for Ukraine. You know what I mean? Like, it, like there are. 
like children there and like just and I feel like we've come so far like it's 2023 and we're still fucking we're gonna have a whole generation of kids who are just traumatized like in the same way that like the holocaust was and the same way that like the great depression was and it's like damn I thought by now we would be over this like this this yep. this big ego power big dick energy from fucking what's his name you know I'm not like a big history person so um the Russia guy, Putin. Is that his name? The current, the, the president. <laughs> yes, that motherfucker. Whatever his name is, he just his throwing his, his shit around like. <laughs> Lord, it's like, oh my god, come on. <laughs> Listen, I'm just excited that I got his name right. Okay. <laughs> you did. You did. <laughs> That's Good a big job. deal for me. <laughs> Well, here's another one of those moments where I was watching the news as it happened. And I'm just going to start the funny part first. What tripped me up was that Ukraine was being invaded and these people were still going to work that day. Like that was really mind boggling to me because it's just like, oh, 6 a.m. is rolling around, 7 a.m. is rolling around. They're just showing like a live feed of the cities and you see people going to work. I'm just like, they obviously did not believe that it was really going to happen. I didn't even believe it was going to happen. When I first heard and saw that they were invading, I did not think it was real life. And I, I still kind of feel like it's not real life because like you said, Stephanie, it's 2000 and well, that happened in 2022. We don't do those kind of things. We don't do those things in this earth, on this earth. But one thing I did like about it is that it showed like how the Ukrainian are sticking together and how they mm-hmm. are leaning on one, each, one another to like fight this war. And I, I, and I like to see Russia other too. companies here, like, you know, um, global companies. It was really nice to see on LinkedIn, like the things that they were trying to do to like block Russia's bullshit. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Oh, like, that was so, I, that was such a good feeling. Yeah. Yeah. It was nice to see like, like how community came together even outside of Ukraine. And I know Coleman, you're all, not my country, not my problem, which normally I would agree with. Oh, shit. He raised his hand. Coleman has. No, no, no. no. I just want to say, like, when I say I don't care, I just mean it in the sense of just like, well, like, (laughs) it's it's been going on for literally over a year at this point. Uh, There's nothing I can do about it. And they're getting money. They're getting more money than our own government gives us. You know, and more support. Yeah, so it's just like, hey, like, I, I got problems too, nigga. So in, enjoy your checks. <laughs> All right. Another on to the next for one. another day. <laughs> okay. This was a, this was still on the political. We only got two more. Abortion laws. Abortion rights. Oh, they change dude. in America. That's a huge one. Stephanie, go first. My fellow oh, woman. Dude. This one. Yeah, he just dies inside. This one, like, still drives me crazy um, because I just don't understand how white men or men in general, like, think that they have any authority of another another person's body, in gen- like, like, man or woman, really. But, like, <clears throat> I feel like this is a mixture of church and state and politics should not be involved in in that. You know what I mean? Like like a lot of people who are pro or anti-abortion 
it's because they're pro-life and they believe in, you know, this is a God-made baby and shit like that. And it's like, not everybody believes that. Not not everybody believes that. Also, let's not even get into like all the different reasons why you might need an abortion. It's not just, I had unprotected sex and now I want to get rid of my baby because I wasn't responsible. It's like, it's like such, again, old ways of thinking and immaturity and like, there are so many different scenarios and why you might need an abortion, like even just to save your own life. And, and, and I feel like we, I feel like we just went backwards, like, like hundreds of years with this one. But again, I could go on for like an hour on this topic. <laughs> so I'll pass. Go ahead, Coleman. Let's hear this. Uh, no, I mean, there's there's really nothing more that I could add to that. I mean, I think the whole situation is ridiculous. Like, there was nothing wrong with it. There probably are things that could have been done to make it easy. Like, it's like, who can Like, it's just crazy that that these niggas are out here just, like, acting like it's such a big deal. And it's just, like, to me, like, Stephanie, you brought up, like, the religious aspect of it. and I just, And I was thinking about that a couple of days ago because I was watching the news and I'm just like, so what do these niggas think? They think like, oh, if I go out and and protest and try to bomb this abortion clinic that when I die, God is going to be there in heaven and like shake them and like, good job, nigga. Like you fucking really. (laughs) It's like, is that, and it's like, is that, is that really how you think God is? Like he wants you to be that kind of, like, it's just stupid. It's the dumbest thing Mm -hmm. ever. No, both of you guys made great points. Go ahead, Stephanie. I was just going to say, not, not also like the people who are out there protesting, I don't even know if this is the right time to say it, but like I've had an abortion and they are literally out there. They're out there in front of that building with their signs, like trying to turn people away. And it's like, are you going to help like raise this baby when like the dad leaves or when, you know what I mean? Like, are you going to be, no. So shut the fuck up. Like, ugh, this one, like I said, it gets me really heated, but Jessica, what's your stance on it? <laughs> I agree with both of you. Like I, whether or not you agree with an abortion, it doesn't give you the right to tell someone else whether or not they should do it. And while mm-hmm. I haven't been in that position, I know women who have had it and nobody is just like thinking it's like a form of birth control. No one's just like, Oh yeah, I got pregnant. So I'm just going to go and have an abortion. No, most of the women who had had it done are messed up mentally after it happens. Like it's not just an easy decision. It's a decision that they really think hard about and they just know that it's the best decision for them because at the end of the day, they matter first. If they're not good mentally, how are they going to be good to raise children, the child? It's so it's just like, like it if that was expensive. a method of birth control, like um, I could get on the pill for a lot cheaper than the cost of this abortion. But OK, <laughs> exactly. And it, it's just not people want to make it seem like it's just like some easy decision. And it's not. It's not easy. For anybody I, I know who did it, it was never an easy decision. And they feel yeah. they feel bad afterwards, but they know what's best for them. All right. So we talked about that. So here is the last topic. Making it kind of fun. Okay, you guys ready for this one? Will Smith slaps Chris Rock. Oh, fuck. You saved the good one for last. <laughs> it happened. Dude, this was like, this one like really made, <laughs> this made history. I feel like, like this will go down as um, 
like one of the craziest things to ever happen, you know, like at the, what was that the Grammys, Emmys, Academy the, Award? The Oscars. 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 Yeah, yeah, the Oscars. Oscars. I'm like, that's the award. <laughs> Just like, I, I don't think anything this crazy has ever happened at the Oscars, right? Like it's, it's one of those no. very. No, ne- never, never. It's like, it's a, like up there with like, um. The White House situation, you know what I mean? Just it like is some yeah. some shit that like you just don't cross this line, and um, I, I don't know. I don't really have too much to say about it other than it was a. There's a little bit of a toxic. I, it feels there's a little toxicity between Will and Jada, and mm. uh, <laughs> speak on it. And that and that was not the um, that was really not the time or place, but. Um, Trauma bonds have you doing some crazy shit sometimes. Ooh, trauma bonds. I'm just writing down all of these topics for us to talk about in the future. <laughs> Come in. Uh, my initial thought upon seeing that, well, 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 first, like, I I didn't see it live when it happened. So, like, I woke up the next day and, like, I saw it, like, somebody post about it. And I was like, what happened? And then, of course, you know, you go on YouTube and look at it. <laughs> And then, like, of course, like, when, like everybody says, like, when you see the initial slap, it's just like, was this like a joke or something like that? But then when he like starts, my wife, like, when he starts going on, like, my initial thought overall was just like, really for Jada, like, Jesus Christ, like, you know, you know, I, I was unbelievably disappointing. Like, I'll, I'll never look at him. Like, he's, I, I think he's done. No, I think he's done. And unless he divorces her, like he's done. Because as long as he's, and it, this goes back to what I said about Kanye. If you don't have somebody, especially your spouse, if you don't have somebody like good behind you, like you're gonna be fucking up. Do you know how much money he helped Chris Rock make, though? <laughs> like he did a fucking lot. You know how much publicity that um like he just get he just gave him the like here just take the bag uh-huh. i gave you this uh-huh. one like because because uh-huh. everybody knew everybody knew that it was will who fucked up <laughs> like you couldn't even argue that like and i and another good topic would be comedians you know what i mean because a comedian's job it, like it's going to offend people and i know outside of the outside of recording we talk about this all the time how comedians make jokes and then people get offended by Dave Chappelle all the time. And it's like, man, this is his job. It's not his feelings. His job is to make people laugh. Um, And I think that's what Chris was doing. It wasn't meant to be offensive or um, anything like that, but all right. I'm just going to come on and say it. I'm going to come on and say it. When I first heard that happened, I'm sorry. Sorry, not sorry. I was on the side of, I was on the side of, dang, Will's being sexy. He over here defending, <laughs> no. defending his wife's honor. I thought that was sexy. You know, so at, I was first, like, oh. at first, like, because Coleman and I talked about this after it happened, and I had to, like, dig deeper into why that was, like, so um offensive to her like why the comment was so offensive to her because i'm always trying to like dig into man she got really hurt by that and she has like um alopecia how do you say i'm gonna fuck this one up Mm -hmm. alopecia like Mm -hmm. the hair loss Mm -hmm. or whatever and so Mm -hmm. like i imagine that that's a source like a raw spot for her and then and she Mm -hmm. did she looked to her man to like 
defend her. But the fucking Oscars on national television, like yeah, that was embarrassing. Behind. Like we couldn't handle this. Yeah. Like you just lost. Like you know how much you just lost so many deals because you did that. Like, are you happy now? Are you gonna like give me your millions? I know we're talking about rich people, but like, yeah. No, uh, that's true. No, after thinking about, it, I, I was wonder like, how, you know that, what? how that, that affected their kids. Embarrassing. Because their kids are kind of into in in the like fame as well, and it's like they how support, did that- they supported him. Their kids are kind of fucked up. Jaden supported but, him. He supported his dad. They, they, you know, ride together, die together, bad marriages for life. That's what they said on that show. All right, the, those are all of my topics. Thank you guys for doing the recap. That was Yay! good. That was good. <laughs> so there you go, everyone. We've tried to catch up on all the action that we've missed over the past six seven and a years. half, seven years. Yeah. Uh, so moving along, Stephanie, you got a, I, uh, a, yeah. a survey. I have a survey that I'm going to ask you all, and then I'm going to go on Twitter and also post a survey there just to see, you know, what the world thinks about this topic. But you all know I have too many kids and, um, we don't have a lot of space from them. And, um, you, you, <laughs> You realize, <laughs> you realize that like after you have kids, you you le- start to learn certain things about your partner and yourself, and like where your differences are, even though you thought you were so compatible. Um, but then you have kids, and then it's just like, what the fuck? Anyway, um, I'm curious to know: Were you allowed in your parents' bedrooms when you were children, regardless of the age? Baby, toddler, school age, teenager, were you allowed in there? Whether it was to, I had a nightmare and I'm gonna, I wanna come in to sleep in your bed, or I just wanna hang out with you. Can I sit in here and watch your TV? And I'll give you some context. I don't care. I don't mind when my kids come in the room if they wanna, if my space is a safe space for them. And, and I'm not doing anything. I'm not in the middle of a conversation or anything. I don't care. But my husband is um, like hard boundary. No, my room, my space. Don't come in here. You don't need shit in here. You don't need to use my shower. You don't need to sit on my bed. This is not your space. You have your own room. And so that really got me thinking, I wonder how other people <laughs> grew up and like how uh if that was a thing for for them so whoever wants to go first <laughs> i guess i'll go first and i'm gonna start it off with my sisters are in their 20s and they still sleep in my mother's bed and she's had i mean when she was with their father my stepdad they still did it and even now with her dating they they do it now so i was never told that my mom's room was off limits. Like if someone's using the living room TV or another TV, you can just go in there. Like fair game. Like mm-hmm. I go in there. I walk That's up how in I am room too. now. She's sleeping, whatever. It's like, it's no big deal. Um, anything I need from her room. If her, so here's the thing. My mother, even when she uh, was married and when she's dating, if her door, if her, she sleeps with her bedroom door open, if it's closed, which is not that often, then it's off limits, you know, to knock first. Yeah. But if it's open, you can just walk up in there and you can lay in her bed. Like it's, it's no big deal. 
Yeah. Maybe this is a Chicago thing. <laughs> Maybe this is another weird cultural. There's like so many things that I'm learning that are just like, to me, like natural, normal things. But like out here in Arizona, it's like, no, nah, we don't talk to our neighbors. And I'm like, the fuck? Why not? <laughs> we have barbecues with our neighbors. We like, yes. we hang out yeah. with them. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Coleman, what a, what was it like in your house? Uh, I mean, I don't ever recall like like to that degree where it's just like don't ever you know whatever whatever. Uh, but no, it was just like like it wasn't something that I wasn't allowed to do. Like, but it also wasn't a place that I was really trying to go. That as far as I remember, I mean, oh my god, my kids are all. I mean, no, to- you you would go <laughs> like you would go in there sometimes because it's like ooh they got the good lotion in here. But uh, no. <laughs> are we in the teen years now, or yeah, I'm just saying, like, because you want to stay moisturized, um, <laughs> right? Yeah, no, but you would, I mean, like, I, like you would go in there because, like, oh man, like, like dad had a, had a better a better brush than me, or like, you know, like you want to, you know, sneak some cologne in. It's like not your own cologne that you got for Christmas, you know, freshman year, you know, like whatever, whatever, like just stuff like that. But like, or you could just go in there, like if they were in there watching TV and then like, like for me, like that's, that's where I got a lot of my taste, uh, like in TV shows and stuff like that. Movies is because they would be in their room watching a movie and I would go in there and be like, Oh, what's this? And it's just like, Oh, wait until Excel. Uh, something's got to give, you know, like, like, I don't know, like, vampire diaries like whatever i don't know oh, like you just that was my shit <laughs> <laughs> like you just go in there and it's just like oh what's this and you would just and it's a way to me of like to me going into my parents room like that was a way of like connecting with them and that's why i feel like exactly. they're my best friends best friends <laughs> now because like that's a way of spending time with them like they're not about to come in there and play fucking mario kart but you can go in there and watch the matrix you know like yeah i think that's what that's that's why my kids like to come in as well because it's a way of like connecting with me um just to be in my space or be in my presence and so i always get like kind of like why are you being so hard on them they just want to you know like whatever they want to play the game on because because we have the xbox in our room now we don't we don't have it downstairs anymore um and so it's like, oh, like the video games are in here. Or like we have a king size bed. They want to like just all hang out in it. And it's like, I feel like that, like those are some of the best memories that you, that you take from your childhood. It's like hanging out in your parents' bed because they had the big comfy bed. <laughs> yeah. But, but also I feel like some people, and this is just me like trying to play devil's advocate a little bit. Cause I have a little bit, had a little bit of that in myself is you know, some people can be a bit territorial about their stuff because, like, they never had anything of their own because they always had to share it with somebody else and they always had to. But then, ooh, okay. Oh, go there. No, 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 no. I'm just saying it's just like, if, like, let's say you have, like, siblings and it's just like, so you have siblings and then you have a, a parental figure that's just like, you know, like, oh, you can't touch my motherfucking Xbox. Like, that's mine. Like, you better ask first. So then as a kid, you're just like, well, I want my own system. So I don't have to ask anybody 
you know, if I can use it or like I can use it whenever I want, but then like you finally get it, but then they get it for you. And it's just like, yeah, but you got all these other siblings. So like, you got to let them play it. And it's just like, but you were like territorial over your stuff. But if I try to be territorial over my stuff, then like I'm the bad guy. So then like, imagine somebody like that grows up. You would do that with your children? Yeah, like, I feel no, like I feel like when you have a yeah, I feel like when you well, have a child. Well, that's that's well, that's 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 when you gotta go to therapy and like talk about stuff. But... <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> no, I'm just. That's your answer for everything. Therapy. Yeah, go to therapy. You, you got or that's my or deal with it. <laughs> or deal with it. Deal with it. I'm seeing you guys a, a freaking video offline about why therapy isn't necessarily the best thing. I love therapy. Okay, right. That's a topic now, that's for another you, day. That's a that's another topic for. Ooh. I love. I stand by it weekly for the rest of my In life. Fact, let's 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 hit that up next episode. Let's go balls to the wall because I feel like that's going to be a shit story. Oh my god, I'm gonna fucking. No, that's gonna not- be the whole episode. No, I'm gonna shut it down. I'm, okay, go ahead. So, so. Point is, it should be okay for you to go into your parents' room if you, especially if you have a nightmare and you need like that comfort of like, or you're just well, terrified. I mean, uh, you should have that. Safe I do space. get. I I do I do get a certain level of like, all right, you're pushing it with this nightmare shit, and um, like, but there are only certain there are only certain occasions. Like if my kids are sick, uh, it's one of the times I always allow them to come in. Because when you're sick, you know, you just feel like shit and you don't want to be alone. And so I can empathize with that. Um, But yeah, I honestly, I don't remember like my childhood if, if that was a thing for me. So I can't even give you my honest like memory of it, but I can just say what I feel right now (laughs) as a parent. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. But go ahead, Coleman. I think you have a you've got a big final closeout topic for us. Yeah, so my final closeout topic, uh, I hate to call it that, but yeah, like the final topic for today's episode is uh when have you have you ever had to remove somebody toxic from your life? And you know, how hard is that? Is it easy to do or is it like, is it like gut wrenching or is it just like, eh? Who wants to go first? Go ahead. Go ahead, Stephanie. Go ahead. Dude, (laughs) this is hard because I'm worried about who might listen to us and to this. But um, me too. Me too. But this is, this is what they come for, right? Well, well, listen, if you want me to go first, I will. I'll put it out there. All right. So I am pro removing toxic people from your life. Just so recently, I had a maid of honor. Though she was my best friend. Oh, and going boss for the wall. Yeah, oh I, don't God, that, that I don't care. I don't care. I don't. Listen, I I do not care. No, I I will say this sober because she knows that she's toxic. Here's the thing: if a person. As a, I think of every single connection we have with humans, whether it is in a, a lover relationship, a family relationship, or a friend relationship, it's a relationship. And there has to be equal give and take. Of course, I can change depending on this. Like, you know, if you need more during that time because you're going through something, then yeah, as a friend, I will be okay 
with giving you more. But if you are only taking from me and not replenishing, then I don't need you in my life. Like I don't. And I have no problem sending up for myself. And it's so funny. I um was I'm reading the four agreements, and one of the rules is you will only allow people to treat you just a little bit less than how bad you treat yourself. And I don't treat myself bad. So you think I'm about to let you as my friend treat me bad? No, I'm not. So I I I do give leadway and I am understanding. I'm a very understanding person. But if you continue to show me that it's all about you and your problems and it's not about me, once in a while at the bare minimum, like I'll give, like, I'm not that needy. So it could be about you two out of three out of the five times, but two out of the five times you need to be there and have my back and put your feelings to the side and be there for me as a friend, as a family member, as a lover. So I get rid of the toxic people. I don't care. I will cut you off. People, the rest of my bridal party was like, dang girl. Cause we have one issue where she, you know, I told her that she was rubbing the other bridal people the wrong way and I told it to her in a very nice way like diplomatic and she took it as I was attacking her and then she made it all about her and I said you know what we're done because I don't got time for that you're showing me in the moment when I really really need you outside of meeting you other times this time I really need you and you're putting yourself first when it's not about you and I put you first most of the time fuck off that's, that's really hard say. because because um being a bride it really is only about you like you're that it really is only yeah. about you <laughs> and it's like like yeah. there is and oh and the groom like that's it that's it that's all is about and it's like to take that and make it um about anything else is like fucked up um Weird. and i'm sure you weren't i'm sure you weren't bridezilla about it so no I was diplomatic. I was nice. Yeah. It's hard Fuck though. Um, it can be hard to cut off those type of people when the connection is so um, ingrained, you know, and it's been a long, a long time that you've been friends with somebody or you have like a very vulnerable connection with them. And then um, it's not toxic the whole con- time. Okay. So, um, no. Is it toxic I most mean, of the because, time? I mean, like, in your situation, I don't think it always was toxic the whole entire time. I mean, you wouldn't have been friends three. for so long if it wasn't, if it was, right? You would have done the, done the cutting off a lot sooner if you didn't get something out of it. You get three times of me That's your. That's you your boundary. <laughs> yeah, if no, I I will give you majority, but it's I'll give you a lot more than half. But if it's majority, then it's bad. But no, it's not even about me because I don't want to give her this time. We're gonna remove her from situation. <laughs> I'll, go, I'll go next. So, oh, I didn't know we're I didn't know this was gonna get raw. Um, so in my situation, I um had a neighbor who was who had become like one of my best friends in Arizona and um her and my husband now was my husband then they always pulled at me to choose basically 
and they both had good intentions. I think maybe one of them had good intentions. Um, and I was constantly having to choose one relationship or the other. And I didn't, you know, I tried to validate both of their feelings for a long time, but it just got to the point where the hatred was not going to go away. And it was when I got pregnant with my, with the baby that, um, like stuff was said that I feel like friends should never say (laughs) to another friend when you share the news that you're pregnant. Like you should never say something along the lines of, I can't believe you expect anyone to be excited or happy for you. Um, and so a lot of the times during when like leading up to that moment, I tried very hard to use my therapeutic terms to say, you need to stay in your own lane because this one is my relationship and not yours. I understand that you care about me. I understand that you want what's best for me. I appreciate that, but you don't get to make the decisions for my life. And, um, and to go as far as I will even stop talking to you about this if it's so triggering to you. But that was kind of the icing on the cake for me when I got pregnant. And that was a response. I was like, you will never like, this will never be a healthy relationship. And I think To me, when it's time to cut off toxic relationships is when you know for certain they could never be healthy again. (laughs) Um, Because I feel like even with, with regular relationships, you cross a certain line and someone can't come back. No matter how much repair is done, no matter how many I'm sorry's you give, you like can't take that pain away that comes with it. Um, And you don't want to open yourself up to someone cutting that wound open again in the future. At least for me, that's what it came down to is like, I miss her so much. I miss our friendship so much. And there are even times when I think I made the wrong choice. But I just know that neither of you guys would ever say that to me. And um, I, I like, you know what I mean? When I share the news with you guys that I was pregnant and, and, and my relationship with him was rocky. And, uh, the first thing out of your mouth was not what a fucking idiot you are. It was just like, if you're happy about this, I'm happy for you. And that's, that's the kind of people that I need in my life. And you you need to have supportive people in your life, regardless if you agree with their decisions or not. That's all I'm going to say. Opposing opinions is also needed. Like maybe she was saying that not from a bad place. Maybe she was saying it from like a, I love you place and I can't believe you're doing this. It probably I'm a, was. I'm a huge believer. I'm a huge it believer probably definitely a was. Definitely. But it's like, um, to an extent, I'm not asking you what your opinion is. I was just informing you I can't drink this weekend because I'm pregnant. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I love it. So then here's my question to you because you you did ask me that. 
was this person always toxic or was it just this one toxic moment? No, it only became toxic after I went to jail and went back. <laughs> oh, it, shoot, we did not oh, you weren't that. supposed to mention that. <laughs> I mentioned I went to jail in the podcast the last time. It's not it's not a new story. You but know, now you know that's something else that happened in the past seven years. They no. The first time I went to oh what? We weren't I, gonna use that. We weren't gonna I use said, that. I, I literally shared that story of when I went to jail. No? Oh. No, we're talking about the second time. You just said the <laughs> second time. <laughs> Surprise! That's happened in the last seven years. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah um, no, it wasn't. I feel like it wasn't always that way, but um, I feel like sometimes you care so much about a person, like you pour so much into them that you can't, you know, you can't stop yourself. Like you can't stop yourself from being like, I can't watch you get treated this way. I can't watch you accept this. I can't be your friend and I think that's where she was coming from and I was just trying to say like I'm really trying hard to maintain keeping both of you in my life like I love both of you but I'm constantly feeling like I need to choose one of you or the other one's going to be mad if I don't choose you and it's it shouldn't have to be that way ever um you know I guess I guess if I could and go you, back and you which, should choose your man no no you're supposed to choose your significant other when it comes down to it, because you're building a life with that person, you choose your significant other. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't tell her, you know, to ask her fucking husband out because that's her husband. <laughs> like, it's none yeah, of my business. Exactly. Like, it's just none of my business. Exactly. <laughs> I've had a lot of friends in very toxic relationships, and all I can do is be there to listen to them. And I can't do the work for them. I can't make them leave or make them stay. I I can just listen into an if I get tired of listening to the same thing over and over again, I just have to say, like, I can't listen to this anymore. You have to make a different choice. And so that's sort of that's sort of what I wished, you know, would have been the situation instead of uh, but I I just went nuclear and I was just like, I'm done, block. <laughs> and that was less of it. <laughs> like <laughs> And that's that was the Leo in you. <laughs> yeah. Cut. She's a Leo too. That was the best part. She was also Leo oh, for five shoot. days apart. And now she knows who yeah, she, she is. Was <laughs> she was pissed. She was pissed. Coleman, toxic people. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't have um, a specific example because there are so many people. Um... I don't know. It's just it's just really weird to think like you like you just get raised to feel like uh like yeah, you know, as long as somebody's your friend or as long as they're your blood, like they'll have your back. And then when they don't, then they get involved in situations that didn't really involve them. Uh that can fucking stop. like I don't know. It's just like for me, it's like like I hate to use the word toxic because it almost makes you sound like a victim. Uh, so I don't like to put it like that. 
I just like to say like, hey, you know what? Like, I'm trying to walk down a certain path right now. Like, we're all human. We we all have our own stories. We're, we all see ourselves through our mind's eyes. So, like, we're the fucking protagonists of our own stories. But this is my story. And, like, I'm trying to go down this path. So, as far as, like, removing toxic people, which is what I don't want to label it as. It's just like, you know what? I'm going to just sidestep you and keep moving. And maybe we can connect down further down the line. Like, I don't know if that happened or not. I don't care. But, like, I got to do what I got to do. And I got to keep going down my path. But like, like, I hate to just label it as like this evil, toxic, like, oh, man, like, it's just fucking fucked up. And we're both going through it because like, I'm not going through it. I know what I want to do. You're just in my way. And like, I and, and then you go out of your out of your way to accommodate people. And it's like, well, what can I do for you? Like, did I do something to you? Like, how can I make it right? And they just insist on being that way, then you just got to sidestep them and keep moving. Um, I don't view um, the word or the label toxic as. It just sounds a, bad. It's, it's a buzzword right now. I feel like, and that's probably why it, it is. Feels. It is, but it's a, um, it's a, it's a set of traits. You know what I mean? It's a set of behavior traits and like, we all have Being them. the FAN. We we all have a we're we're toxic to someone else. You know what I mean? And somebody else's story they're telling about us, and we're the toxic one. <laughs> so it's like it's all so perception. You can be toxic by just sitting. So you can be toxic by like just removing yourself and just like, hey, I'm not even a part of this. Like, yeah, if, they're if, just like, how can, what how a can you an asshole like avoiding? No, no, but how can you be toxic if you just say like, hey, whatever you want to do, do it. Like that's free reign. Like I wish people would tell me that. Like, yeah, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Like I don't. You may not, you may not be technically toxic, but by setting up boundaries, some people can think that you're being toxic to them. Some people perceive boundaries because then they can't get what they want from you. They can't utilize you in the way that they want to because you set that hard roadblock of like I'm unwilling to accept X, Y, or Z, and then it's like, well, you're a fucking asshole. And you're toxic. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like, like even sometimes pe- people use the word toxic as like a name calling, shaming sort of thing, where it, where it essentially just comes back to like, you're not doing what I want you to do, so you're toxic. <laughs> and it's just like, no, I'm just not doing what you want me to do because I don't have to. <laughs> yeah, and it's not good toxic. for me. I mean, yeah. maybe we should break that down. What What does toxicity mean to you? Jessica. Toxic to me means a person who gives me negative energy. Meaning if you're on the phone with them and you're hearing and you're every time you're on the phone with them and it's just you could hang up and you feel bad or drained afterwards, that's toxic. Whenever you're hanging out with them and they don't replenish you, that's toxic. That's that's why I go by saying that's what I mean by saying like no matter what it is even in a friendship is a relationship where it's a give and a take and if that person is only taking and not replenishing that's toxic like they don't even care about your well being to even say how are you before I unload all of my drama like that's toxic like just like that person needs 
that kind of friend. It's like, do you ever think that I need that kind of friend or that kind of cousin or that kind of sister or whatever? You know, it's it's a person who doesn't even check and see how are you doing and they just always think that you're going to be their sounding board. That's a toxic person. It's yeah. tox- It's mentally draining. And like I am here to listen to everyone's drama whatever's going on and I will help you work through it but if that's only if that's the extent to our relationship and it's not where you're doing the same for me when the time comes then you're toxic I can't like there's no substance there's no substance outside of like drama chaos dysfunction yeah I I, I feel like not even if you're not supporting me or if you're just always listening to my drama and then you're judging, that's another form of toxicity. Like there's different levels to this. But for me, it's if you're draining and not adding back, you're a toxic person. You're just taking away from a person. You're taking away from someone. I think when you get into, for me, toxic is getting into these dynamics um, with certain people where they're just unwilling to hear you when you say what you're feeling. Like, hey, when you do this, like, here's what I'm feeling. Or um, I'm just trying to share with you the way I receive when you do a certain thing. And then they just throw it back at you and tell you you're crazy or tell you that, like, you need to seek help because, you know, God forbid you have any self-awareness. And it's like, I'm literally doing the thing that I'm supposed to do by sharing with you. And um, you're telling me that it's all in my head. And it's like, that's toxic to me. When you can't sit with an individual and just be vulnerable without them placing a label or, or shame on you for doing that. You got you got something coming? Um I don't know for me, uh at least in my experience like I like I agree with everything that both of you guys have said, but I, I would just add to it and just be like if 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 you don't if you don't fuck with somebody, then why keep fucking with them? You know? It's just like to me, toxic is just like, hey, do you wanna go out and get some pancakes and some apple juice. And it's just like, yeah, I want to do that. And you're thinking like, yeah, that's what we're going to be doing. Then you get there and they're like shitting on you the whole time. Or like, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, and and it's like this weird, it becomes like this weird dynamic of just like, why did I even come here? It's almost like, (laughs) yeah, it's like, it's like, why am I doing this? It's just like, like, I'm not getting anything out of it. Like I came here to have pancakes, you know, like, like being toxic is like, you can't even do like the most basic thing without making it miserable. Like you can't even eat pizza and play fucking Uno without turning into like some weird shit. I'm just saying like, no, I'm like, I'm just saying like, to me, it's just like, you can't. Cause it's all, it's, it's almost like bait. It's almost like, all right, this is how I'm gonna cap it off. So me, to me being toxic, toxicity is, um, when you can only be okay with somebody in a certain context. So it's just like, cause I feel like 
I can be okay with a lot of people. It's just like, yeah, like I'm just here to eat pizza and play Uno. You know, I'm here to go out for the pancakes or whatever. Like, that's what I'm here for. And like, you, I, I assume you came here for the same shit. And like, that's like, okay. But then on the other hand, it's like, yeah, I'm okay with like going out for the pancakes, eating the pizza, playing Uno. But I got to do like toxic shit at the same time. So it's like everything that you guys said that people do, but for me, it's like a degree worse is is because like they keep trying to like lure you into it. And it's just like, and like you said, Stephanie, it's like, why am I even here at this point? Like, it's like a setup. It's just like every time. Like it almost like it just fills their ego to like shit on you. Yeah. Like builds their shit up and it's like, or, or it's like on the flip side, like, and, and now, like, cause I want to like, cause I'm talking like you guys, like we're very specific. I want to like cast a wide net or it could be like, it, it could be like, uh, you know, people going out of their way to do the reverse. So it's like, I'm not even trying to fuck with you. Like you could just be. Like, I just came here to, like, do a certain thing. And then it's like, as soon as you heard that I was here, like, you made a beeline mm-hmm. to come well, around me and, like. To drain your energy. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, I wouldn't even bother you. Like, what the fuck? But they they feel your energy and they're just like, something about it just makes them want to take it away. Those are toxic people. They want to take away your energy. They want to take away your happiness. They want to take away your joy. They want to take away every single thing that makes you you because they are thinking that it's going to fill them and it's not. And people who are toxic, that doesn't mean they're always toxic. It just means during this time period, they are toxic for you. They're well, not And they're unhappy you. with themselves. Like what Jessica just said, like... Like I love, I live, I live by this one, but like hurt people, hurt people is the reason why bullies bullies are bullies because, and I tell my kids this all the time because they always come home talking about somebody called me this or somebody did this. And I was like, why do you think they did that? Like, how do you think, like, how do you think they feel about themselves that they went out of their way to make you feel like shit? Like something's going on there. Like something is going on there where they're not happy with themselves. And so they need to pick on you to make themselves feel better, make you feel little, make themselves bigger. Mm-hmm. I agree 100%. <clears throat> I feel like there's many layers and levels to the to toxic and um and it is very perception based well i mean i agree but like i'll try to put a cap on this and say like you know it's you know you can wait wait Steffi and i both gave out specific situations we were super vague yeah, we want to hear your it's a lot one. Of pe- it, it's it's a Just lot of people. Choose one, the most entertaining one. Okay, the <laughs> most entertaining one is the one where somebody uh goes out of their way to show up to be around you without being invited, 
just to just to keep some shit up and it's just like what the fuck I mean like like I like I have like we could do a whole episode off of my you know my shit would be another 15 minutes but we don't have that kind of time ladies uh <laughs> oh oh you think he's saying wrap it up guys <laughs> Leo's we don't have that kind of time we gotta we, so gotta we need close to go to up. sleep he says our past our bedtime for real no we, we gotta we gotta open up the doors to the church well let so, me i'm at the poor room right a little bit just a little splash like mariah carey says just a little splash i told you you don't need that whole thing in one sitting yeah you don't it's so good i mean it's a little mm-hmm. strong Flavor wise, but it's good. But just let me show the people just a little splash. Coleman, what were you drinking tonight? Right. I had some bandits. No, gas station wine. Gas station wine. Ooh, I had talking shit in my hidden cup, so you don't know what's in it, and you think I'm hydrating with water. I had um. I had a cut water. I'm also trying to get sponsored by cut water. By far one of my next favorite things. I would grab a can from the fridge, but it's too far. Um, 13% Mai Tai cans. Four cans in a box for $11.99. You can't get any more cost efficient and alcohol efficiency than that. One can gets you right. Um, but then I followed up with some watermelon mint smirnoff and watermelon juice. And uh, that's what I'm finishing the night off with. <laughs> we did it. We it. did it. We made it through our first episode back. We hope you all um, stick with us. It's going to be bigger and better than it was the last time. We're um, wiser than we yeah. were before. <laughs> But still drinking. Uh, <laughs> we drink heavier, stronger shit now. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. It's a mess. It's a mess. Uh, but yeah, uh, we're back. Uh, I should say officially, uh, technically, this is either episode 52 or this is episode one. But either way, uh, like we're doing it. We're back. <laughs> yep. Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) The initial step is just strong. It is. It hits hard, I'm telling you. Uh, If if you'd like to get a hold of us, we do have a new email address. And we are open to fan mail. We love to cover your topics. Probably one of the favorite parts of doing the podcast the last time was just hearing from you guys and getting to cover, yes. you know, topics that we wouldn't come up with on our own because your your stuff is is way funnier. Um, I had Google like got rid of our email address, so I forgot what it is. Hold on. Damn, it's okay. Wait for it. Wait for it. <laughs> Do you guys remember it? I don't have my cell phone. It's on no, the charger. No, I don't. I don't remember it. It's in it. the note. It's in the hold note. On. Okay, hold Listen, on. Listen, no, no. Oh, all no, right, I got right. it. I got it. I got it. Okay, let's see. Uh, Shoot. That's a different app. Okay, notes. I have some W. All right. So we would love for you guys to write in to us. You know, questions, thoughts, opinions, frustrations, anger. Let us know about the toxic people. Let us know about the thoughts you had 
about what all happened in the last seven years, you know? So our email address is ismwpodcast3 at gmail.com. So it's ismwpodcast3 because there's three of us at gmail.com. Please write in. We'll love to hear your thoughts. My Twitter handle is the same. I'm at Stephanie Rose. Jessica. <laughs> Oh, you're not going to give out your Insta? Oh, um, it's 2023, girl. People are on Insta I mean, and TikTok. It's private, but... Her, kid, her, her kids are on there. Jesus Christ. Oh, snaps. You're going to have to have a, a new Instagram. They're going to come find me and kill us. I can't do that. <laughs> oh, yeah, that too. It could happen. Well, guys, I am... I am <laughs> Sweet Maui. S-W-E-E-T-M-A-U-I. On everything. I deleted all of my tweets on Twitter, but I'm still on there. So you can add me and you can add me on Instagram. It's public. I don't really post, but I do post in my stories, fun stuff. Um, and that's about it. Oh no, follow my YouTube channel too. It's Sweet Maui. YouTube, I did mukbangs. I ate some shit. Thinking about what I'm gonna do next. So yeah, that's me. Coleman, what's yours? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I, you don't. You don't. You don't need to fucking find me. You can find me on the podcast. But if you really want to find me, you will pay close attention. <laughs> That's right. So for Jessica, Stephanie, and myself, we will catch you guys in another seven years. Yeah. <laughs> <Damn. laughs> <laughs> just kidding just seven kidding days. We'll be back. he meant seven yeah. days <laughs> yep we'll be back like hood crack next week <laughs>